Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Got a lot to get to today. Cannot wait. But first, real quick, if you haven't done it, you got to hit that subscribe button right now. And uh, today's podcast, by the way, is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. Like I said, a ton to get to today. And real quick, it's funny. I It just popped on my head. I want to say it was yesterday, a listener named Mike tweeted at me. He's like, hey, I'm listening to the latest episode. But what's funny is if he's all, I was listening to it at 0.75 speed and then 1.25 speed. And both are hilarious. And I want to say he said when I'm at 0.75 speed, I sound like I'm drunk. And then the other one is just sounds like I'm a coked up squirrel or something like that. I'm paraphrasing in some way. But Mike, thank you for listening. However you want to listen to it. I don't understand people that would want to listen to a podcast at a slower speed. I can understand a faster speed. Now, that being said, you're going to miss a lot of the cadence when it when you do something like that with with certain talents. Uh, but I I don't I I guess I can wrap my mind around the the faster one, especially when it's not an entertainment type podcast if it's just more informational that's fine i guess speed it up slow down what kind of psychopath listens to a podcast slowed down (laughs) it's just bizarre to me it's a weird function don't know who do you use that because then i would be sounding like this hi guys welcome to the dove uncensored podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's just bizarre By the way, that is what you do if you're around somebody that's high and you just really want to fuck with them. If you notice that they're high, just be like, hey, man, how's it going? And then you realize that they're high and be like, hey, Rob, how are you doing? And they'll look at you like, why are you talking like that? Talk like what? Do you have any peanuts? (laughs) They're going to be like, what, man? You're messing with my mind, okay? What do you mean? Sure is pretty out today. Why do you keep stretching out your words? What do you mean? (laughs) If you're by yourself right now, you're trying it. You're trying. Speak slow. It's hilarious. Takes people off guard. And if you can keep a straight face, that's the tough part. That Because I've done this several times. It's hard to keep a straight face, especially when they call you out on it. You're like, what? What? What do you mean? (laughs) I told you guys that one time I went to a going away party. My brother was headed to Australia to basically, you know, start a whole new career. He had gone out there, worked for like a month to establish himself. Then he came back to grab, essentially grab his family and, and then go back out with them. And we're at his house that, that they were about to sell. And we had a big old party. Well, at that time, I hadn't ingested marijuana in a long time. A long time. And somebody was passing it around. We're in the garage. We're, everybody's pass. It's the cliche. You pass it around. You puff, 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 give, right? Well, after maybe, I want to say there was like five or six people in the circle. And then by the time it gets back to me, everybody's already feeling it, okay? So I 
take a puff, and I go to give, and the person's chit-chatting. And I'm like, okay, so I'm holding it. So then I take another puff, <laughs> and another puff. And this was like some really good stuff. Next thing I know, I make my way back into the, the full-on party. There's food there, so obviously I'm just hammering that stuff. And I realize when my brother tries to introduce me to some of his friends, they're like, he's like, hey, this is my brother, Scott. And, uh, and the guy's like, hi, nice to meet you. And I go to speak and I can't speak. <laughs> I'm so gone. I can't speak. I'm like, mm. <laughs> and my brother just can't stop laughing. He's almost peeing himself. And the guy's like, what, what, what's up with him? And, and I don't know if my brother told him or not, but I'm like, I can't fucking talk. This is horrific. So, you know, if, you, if you've if you ever taken that or, or smoked at all, you got to eat it off as much as you can. So I start, you know, eating a bunch of food. So then I get to the point where I can speak, and then I'm just in a really good mood. And then finally, I go and sit down with one of the individuals. I think it was the guy that my brother originally was uh, – trying to introduce me to. So he's all, oh, so Scott, what, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, well, I'm a crab fisherman. And, and then my brother just bursts into laughter and is like almost starts choking on his like pretzels. And I just kind of, cause I, I, at the time I was really into watching deadliest catch. <laughs> and so I, I knew enough where if you didn't know about deadliest catch, the way I'm talking, you're like, wow, this guy, this is an amazing career. So I'm going off. I'm like, yeah, it's dangerous, and but it's fun. It's fun. And, you know, you got the, the open air of the sea just ripping into your face, and there's just nothing like it. And my brother is on the ground, and he, the guy's like, why is your brother laughing? I was like, I don't know why he thinks that's funny. He just thinks it's hilarious that, uh, you know, I, I work my butt off for a living, uh, you know, catching crab. It's just so funny. And it's it's been my life mission to anytime I can, I try to lie to people about what I do. And the thing is, it gets harder and harder depending on who's around me. I can't do it if my kids are around me because they're going to call me out immediately. No, he's not a stripper. Dad, what's a stripper? <laughs> so it, it, special occasions, I will do that. If, if you and I ever hang out, we got to try to do that, right? What, and what's funny is if you answer for me and then I have to try to go, you know what I mean? Or if I answer for you, be like, this is uh, my friend Carol and John. Uh, John is an exotic dancer, obviously, you can tell. And then uh, Carol, she is a, um, a bareback rider. <laughs> you know, uh, she is... She's one of the best in the country. I don't know if you know that, but uh, you may recognize her. But uh, she's won several championships. Uh, had to quit a few years back due to, um, you know, some, you know, allegations. <laughs> you know, that'd be funny. <laughs> I don't know. These are the things I think that are entertaining to me. Next time we hang out, that's what we're going to do, okay? If there's a new person that doesn't know you or me, that's what we're doing. Deal? Pinky promise? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I held up my pinky. I hope you did too. Right. Hold on. Hold up your pinky. 
All right. And now we're interlocking our pinkies and boom, the magic of pinky promise through a show. <laughs> By the way, I'm drinking coffee this morning because, again, I'm trying to do these episodes earlier in the morning. So that way, I, since the kids are on summer break, I can uh, spend the rest of the day, you know, entertaining them like a monkey. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. They're like, dance, monkey, dad, dance. And I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do anymore. But anyway, I made coffee this morning to really just try to get me in the mood for to do a show. And I mixed almond milk with my coffee because we're lo- running low on creamer. Because I'm just, I, I need to just switch back to black coffee because it, it's better for you. But putting almond milk in with the creamer, it just, it, it, I am, I'm pretty sure if they existed, it's exactly what a unicorn's butthole would taste like. That's what it tastes like. It's, it's, it's slightly sweet. But disgusting, right? <laughs> You're welcome for that, because, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, there's my son. I hope you didn't hear that last line. Good morning. Your hair looks horrific. <laughs> you look like you were on a bender last night. That means you're up uh, drinking the booze, okay? You're liquored up. I know you're 10, but... Woo! He's got a problem. I shouldn't joke about that. That's not funny because that's damaging. That's damaging to, to a child. But anyway, hey, go clean yourself up, okay? Because, like I said, horrific. Anyway, you know what we need to do right now, guys? You know it. Let's say it together. Let's jump into those headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's pool time because it's it's summertime. That means everybody's going to the pool. We go to the pool here in our neighborhood. It's really nice. We we have a community pool, and we've been there, what, three, four times already, Jackson. And it, it's a lot of fun. And we have pool friends, which is cool. But what you need to do, the reason why I'm bringing this up is, one, if you got a pool, you need to go swim, and you need to teach your kids to swim. And I just taught myself how to swim maybe seven years ago, and I'm still awful at it, but I'm getting better, I can survive. If I fall in the ocean, I'll just float on my back, and and I'll be good. But the problem is that that's just easy pickings for sharks. So anyway, (laughs) they're just like, ooh, look at that. Look at that floating uh, seal. (laughs) Let's just eat them. I thought you were going to – he said floating turtle. I thought he said, uh, look at that floating turd. Look at, look at the shark. You know, sharks, they love turds, don't they? Sharks love turds. Jackson knows this. He's an expert on sharks. Hey, what'd you learn in school today? Well, dad, I don't know if you know this, but sharks love turds. Like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Jackson. Can you leave so I can talk dirty? (laughs) I didn't, daddy needs to talk dirty to the people. This is like an OnlyFans podcast. (laughs) You said an elderly fit. Get out of here. Get out of here. Little shit. (laughs) Anyway, if you go to a pool, there's something that you need to be aware of. Now, my wife has been telling me this for a while, but I don't believe anything she says unless I 
back it up with some facts. <laughs> and let's be honest, she does the same thing with me. She's like, really? If, if I say something to my wife, if I say something as uh, information, my daughter was trying to shove her baby doll in front of my face. Guys, this is what you get. Okay, I'm sorry. But anyway, if my if I project any sort of information towards my wife, she'll look at me and she'll just be like, mm, I don't believe you. And then she'll Google it. I'll see her. She's like Googling it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Why? My what? My daughter just came down here and just called me elderly. Christmas is going to be very painful this year. <laughs> anyway, back to the pool talk. My God. If you get into a pool and it smells a lot like chlorine, you got to get out. Why? Chlorine doesn't actually give off uh, the distinctive pool smell. Although, this is a this is I'm reading off of a an article uh, from I fucking love science. Yes, it's a funny name, but they're awesome and they do a good job. Chlorine doesn't actually give off that distinctive pool smell, although Chlorinated water can have a slight chemical order, odor that can be smelled in pools without good ventilation. Now, chloramines, I, I think that's how you pronounce it, on the other hand, do, and are produced when chlorine reacts with ammonia from sweat, body oil, geez, body oils, and urine of pool users. So if somebody pees in the pool, it's going to start smelling. So the more the pool smells, the less free chlorine there is in the pool, meaning it's it's time to add more clean chlorine to disinfect it. That's horrific. <laughs> it's disgusting. If chlorine is, combi is combining chemically with contaminants like urine, then it is not available to destroy germs in the pool that make swimmers sick with diarrhea, swimmer's ear, and various skin infections. So next time you see some asshole kid pissing in the pool, or you think he is, he's like really relaxed, and he's by himself. Kick him out of the pool, and then, you know, get him arrested. I don't know. I don't know what the repercussions are for peeing in the pool, but they should be firm. That's disgusting. I've heard that too. That that's what why that happens is uh, is is the more uh, more of that chemical smell in the air, the more likely. Uh, well, it is is it's because the chlorine's doing something else, and it's combining with that urine, and then all that other stuff is just lingering around, and that can make you sick. A team of chemists at the University of Alberta did a, a did a test by measuring artificial sweeteners that pass through you and into your pee. The team was able to estimate that a typical two hundred and twenty thousand gallon commercial sized swimming pool—that's about twenty gallons of of that—is pee. That's disgusting. So two hundred twenty thousand gallon swimming pool. Roughly 20 gallons of that is urine. In a typical home pool, assuming your family has the same willingness to pee in their own pool as they do in public pools, that's around two gallons of pee that you're swimming in. <laughs> I, 
I'm really like when my kids first got into the pool, it, like I struck the fear of God into them about like, you do not be in the pool. It's disgusting. Also, I tell them because there's those there's some pools, I guess, out there that have a chemical added to it. So if you do urinate in there, that there's like a cloud that appears around you. And I just I just assume every pool has that. And I tell that to my kids. You don't want to be the kid that pees in the pool. And then all of a sudden you got this like purple ring around you because then you're going to never be allowed in the pool, which is would be horrible. Now, that being said, I am not an innocent individual in this. When I was younger, I peed in the pool. I'm sorry. I did. I saw a really cool shirt. And I think it was on moonshot. I think it's moonshot.com. They sell t-shirts. And the instead of in, in moon, instead of O's, it's zeros. But and it's a really cool shirt. And I want to get it just so I can wear it to the pool when I take the kids. And it says in just really cool lettering, IP in pools. I think that would be hilarious. Now the problem with that is. Some dumb kid's going to be like, hey, pizza pools. Oh, yeah. I feel good now. I do. Little shit, little Timmy. Ruin it for everybody. Now it smells like chlorine in here. I also heard, and I need to look this up, and I'll follow up with you, that if your eyes get really bloodshot and irritated from being in the pool, it's because somebody's been peeing in the pool, and all those chemicals are... Uh, interacting with the ammonia and that's what's causing you to get irritated. So just something to look out for as we're in summertime and, and it's more and more common for us to go out into the pools, especially here in Colorado. Now, if you live in a warmer climate, you might be going to the pool all year round and this might be more common knowledge, but for people here in the state of Colorado, it's not every day that we're going to the pool for the most part. Unless you, unless, unless you're a rich bastard. <laughs> uh, dumb move, dummy. A man in North Carolina was arrested after being accused of using a pistol-shaped controller that he painted black from the 1980s Nintendo game Duck Hunt. He used it to try to rob a local business. That's according to York County Sheriff's Office. Deputies say it said 25-year-old David Joseph... DeSandro uh, allegedly robbed a convenience store in Charlotte right around 545 at night. And he was wearing a mask, a wig, and a hooded sweatshirt. And like I said, he, he was trying to steal $300 from the register. And he had that painted duck hunt Nintendo gun. And he's lucky. Listen, he's lucky he didn't get killed because they showed a picture of it. And if a police officer sees that, they assume that's a real gun because it is solid black. And I tell my kids, uh, you got to be careful because there was somebody bought them, my son, a, a wooden, uh, what is that, uh, rubber band gun. But what's crazy is there's no real colors on it. It's just like a dark blue. And like when he had it from across the room, I'm like, Dude, that looks like a real fucking gun. It's like, we need to paint something on that, you know, like a big orange thing at the end. 
Because let's be honest, if you're a police officer, and I have a lot of police officers out there that listen to this podcast, thank you guys for doing, you guys, you ladies, do it for doing what you do. You guys kick ass. I don't understand how you can go through a day because it's just got to be so chaotic. And you just don't know what's around the corner. But anyway, especially when you, I don't know how you would deal with that split second decision. Is that a real gun or is that a toy gun? And just don't put yourself in that situation. So that's what, that kind of bugs me that they, I don't know where my son got this from and whoever made it just didn't put that into their head. It's like, it's a rubber band gun and most likely kids are going to be playing with this at least set it up where you have some like like a neon yellow or orange at the end of it just it doesn't make sense like that's just people not thinking and then for this dumbass to to paint it all black now obviously he's a criminal and he just does isn't using his head that's ultimately what you got to say don't do dumb stuff and you don't get uh, dumb prizes he's lucky he didn't die uh be, uh, not just from police officers. You see it all the time on videos that go viral of shop owners defending themselves. If they got a gun pointed at them and they see an opportunity to defend themselves, they whip out a shotgun or something else. And next thing you know, that dude with the duck hunt gun gets his head blown off. That being said, what's hidden in this story? I loved that game, Duck Hunt. It was awesome. My brother saved up his saved up his money and bought this really cool. It was almost like a laser tag size gun for Nintendo. It was awesome. It was just like orange and a little bit of gray. I want to say on it, or maybe white. I don't know, but it was really cool. And we used, I, I, I want to say we ended up getting Duck Hunt. And there might have been another game that we got for Nintendo. And it was really neat. Just really cool. And it was better than the, the I can't remember. I think they called it a, a Taser or whatever they called it initially. What the, the original name for the original Duck Hunt gun was. But this was like an upgraded, really cool version of it. It was awesome. I don't know if you guys ever played that when you were a kid. It took us a while before we got Duck Hunt or a shooting game for Nintendo, but when we did, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I used to love just Nintendo games. Jesus, man. My brother and I would stay up till uh, during the summertime. We'd stay up until the sun came up, then go to bed, <laughs> and then wake up, I don't know, at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, something like that, and then just you know play football with the, with the local you know neighborhood kids and baseball, whatever, always doing something. But then at night, when you couldn't see the football anymore, that, then we'd go inside and play Nintendo. It was awesome. Loved it. Played Tecmo Bowl. Then once we upgraded to, I want to say, I ended up buying a Sega Genesis at one point, and then I got Madden. Oh, my God. I was telling my wife, I was like, that's how I learned all the rules for Madden right was or for football was playing video games and my brother my jeez my brain's a little scatterbrained this morning i apologize but my son got that somebody bought him for his birthday a tractor simulator so basically it's he's 
simulating that he's working on a farm. And that's why he knows so much. Plus, he asks a million questions. If you ever meet him, he's going to ask you a million questions about what you do. So if he runs into somebody that works on a farm or we go somewhere and there's tractors there, he's going to pick their brain and he absorbs that. And that's a benefit to video games is you can learn a lot of cool stuff. So I, I, I want to get that. I want to get my son and daughter playing Madden because it does teach you a lot of the rules. And I tried to do that on a game on my phone, but they're so modified and just they're altered so you don't get all the rules in the game. So it's not as fun. So I'm trying to show my son how to play a game, uh, a football game like a year ago. And I ended up deleting it because it was teaching him the wrong rules. And in like he's like, well, so quarters are only like five minutes. And like if you score a touchdown, you get the ball back. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That's just this stupid game. So there can be benefits to games. You can learn a lot of cool stuff. Hey, we got more coming your way, including some big time drama in media and the sports world that really you can look at in your business and go, shoot, am I headed down the same path? Hopefully not, but we'll get into that coming up here in a second. But first, bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, use that promo code MILEHIGH to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So win or lose, they're going to match your first bet up to $250 with promo code MILEHIGH. All you got to do, visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Or what you can do is download the Superbook Colorado app in your app store. Again, enter that promo code MILEHIGH and you're going to get that $250 courtesy of Superbook Sports. And remember, if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is hilarious, but it's also got to be a huge fucking headache. Transport, uh, transport officials in Maryland confirmed a website address printed on hundreds of thousands of Maryland license plates now redirects to a gambling site in the Philippines. The uh, Maryland Motor Vehicle Administration confirmed the War of 1812 license plates, which were the state's default plates from 2012 to 2016. They have a URL that no longer leads to the intended website. Boy, they fucked up. <laughs> they fucked up on that one. The plates designed by the War of 1812 Bicentennial Commission bear the URL starspangled200.org, which was originally the website for Star Bangled 200 Incorporated, the commission-affiliated nonprofit that raised funds for bicentennial projects and events. Now, residents recently reported the website now redirects to a gambling website based in the Philippines. Boy! That Filipino uh, uh, company, genius, genius. Whoever found that loophole or that just that gem, gem just sitting there, they're like, fuck, let's jump on it. We're a gambling website, but it means nothing. The Star Spangled 200 means nothing for gambling, but good for them. Now, they, they could always just have that Star Spangled 200 URL and just 
have that redirect to their URL, which a lot of companies do. So the MVA estimated the URL is printed on 709, I don't know why I do this all the time, 798,000 active Maryland license plates. Holy crap, that's a lot. The administration said it is not affiliated in any way with the website currently using the URL. And the MVA's information technology department is working on options to resolve the issue. Well, I, honestly, I, I think the, the only thing you could do, right, is pay that, that other company essentially ransom money for the URL. Because if they own the URL, what are you going to do? Other than say, okay, we're going to give you $10 million if, if you give us the rights to the URL. And then what they have to do going forward until all those 798,000 license plates are officially gone and turned back in somehow, until then, like you got to hold on and pay for that URL. They screwed up. They screwed up big time because if you own a URL that's that's printed on license plates, you have to keep that URL active and you have to maintain ownership of it. Otherwise, this shit happens. This is 100% the Maryland Motor Vehicles Administration's fault. Somebody forgot. And that's the problem when you have so many people involved and not enough people paying attention. So... Yeah, you guys fucked up, but it is what it is. Now you got, I don't know what other option there is on this for them. You fucked up big time. My God, I, I'm sitting here thinking, is there another option for them? I don't think there is. If you have another option that they could go in order to combat this massive issue, let me know to huffoncensored at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on my socials at the Huff Podcast because it's kind of I'm racking my mind and I don't I don't see another option because they own it. Can't take them to court. They, it's not like they stole it. You owned it, then then you let the the ownership expire, the license to own it expire. Then somebody else came in and, and bought it. That's happened to companies with uh oh gosh what was it there there i, I want to say there was a big name one that did this a, it was a, like say five ten years ago because there's a lot of companies that just don't think that way and they let the the url expire and then somebody swooped in because it was expired for like a day and somebody wasn't doing their paperwork or keeping up on their paperwork and some random dude came in and saw that it was available bought it and then essentially is like if you guys want told the company if you want this you're gonna have to pay for it so that is a way to make money out there and sometimes big entities like sports entities or whatever that's why they do it sometimes you'll you'll see that with social media handles that uh you're like, well, that's a weird social media handle. Why aren't they just like, you know, the, t the city name and then the team, you know, nickname. But it's because somebody else owns the rights to the original one. It doesn't happen very often anymore. 
but it, it can, and how fucking embarrassing. So if you want a company, before you actually go out there and you know set your roots and start building, you need to establish a URL. You need to go out there and, and pay for it. It's not expensive, but it can be expensive if you fuck it up. You don't want people going to the wrong website. That happens. So... One second, you're looking to order a pizza. Next thing you know, you're getting uh, you know, you're a full helping of porn. <laughs> Been there a million times. I don't know, honey. I, I, I was I was, was going to order a pizza for the family. <laughs> that's 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 my excuse. I swear to God, I was I was wanting to get you know a good you know some breadsticks, you know maybe a Hawaiian pizza. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, boom, look at them. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I don't know if you'd call this embarrassing, but in a sense, I, it, it, it's, it's just chaotic. And we've all worked with people that maybe at first you got along with, but you just maybe at first you're just like, oh, I don't know. I see some dark clouds on the horizon with this individual. Well, that's kind of what happened with Shannon Sharp, Hall of Famer, former Denver Bronco tight end, also played with the Baltimore Ravens, and longtime host for FS1's Undisputed. So Shannon Sharp was partnered with Skip Bayless, and that's coming to an end. Sharp and Friends, excuse me, Sharp and Fox Sports, the parent company of Fox Sports 1, which airs Undisputed, have reached a buyout agreement, sources have told, uh, 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 I don't know, I think that was New York Post. Sharp's final show is expected to be aired after the 2023 NBA Finals, after those conclude here in June. Sharp's popular Club Shay Shay podcast, never listened to it, but I do see clips on it. He always has big-name guests which draws a big audience on social media and YouTube, will also be leaving Fox Sports. So here's the thing. This is probably a lot better for Shannon Sharp. He's a hot, hot item, and people want him. Now, there's some people that hate his guts. The way he speaks, that's the way he speaks. Fuck off. That's just the way he speaks. But anyway, you could see that this was just starting to sour. And if you've ever watched these two, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, it, it was hard to imagine that these guys could actually be in the same room together on a regular basis. But now I'm going to play you a clip from back in December of last year, and it's the two discussing Tom Brady. And then that's where things just get a little bitchy. Need you to that's sit. your argument. Okay, that's I need your you. argument. What do you mean that's my argument? Your argument is that they're going to be in the playoffs. Is Tom Brady playing bad? Okay. Yes or yes. no? Yes, he played poorly yesterday. What did you it mean yesterday? Okay. Oh, yeah. But you're giving him 100% of the blame? You had, they well, that, that's just, you, you have no objectivity. It's just straight Brady still, hate. Still. Wait, wait, wait a minute. This is just straight hate by a guy who's jealous that he is still playing at a high level at 45 when you had to stop at 35. Still, that's what you that's do. That's the point. That's what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something into question, I'm jealous. No. Still, I did no, what I, I never did. said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Still, 
I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I so got three what? Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you were. I'm better way than you. Better. See what you do? You take personal shots. No, when you, for I, don't, I don't take personal yeah. shots. You started it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I didn't so take a personal shot at you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? You would take a personal shot. Put your glasses back on. Can I finish? You're willing to take a personal shot at me to say this man is better than me because I say he's playing bad this year? Well, because you 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 just Go ahead. you disrespect him. It, it's just so. It so you ben- just, you know what? It's beneath your you dignity. You would disrespect me to no, support him. No, well, I'll, I'll support him over anybody because he's the greatest player who ever have played your it. game, and it's by have far. At it. Have at it. Okay? Take off, bro. I'm going to have at it because I'm going to have at you because what happened yesterday? All right. Anyway, so there you go. That was uh, uh, from Undisputed. And Real quick, going back to that conversation, when he's like, he, you know, he he's playing forty five, and you played into your, you know, mid thirties. What? Two different positions, dude. Two different positions. When you're a tight end, you're blocking. If you're not catching the ball, if you're catching the ball, you're you're fighting off defenders. Big fucking difference. Whereas when you're a quarterback, you got a bunch of guys, big motherfuckers, protecting you. Now you're still able to get hit and all that stuff, but two completely different positions. One is high impact. The other one is low impact. So I understand a lot of why Shannon was upset with that. And and real quick, before we get into the next piece of audio, there's a lot of people in, in sports talk that, you have the athlete matched with the non-athlete. You got the the guy that or lady that played sports mixed with the media individual that just couldn't make it into sports, but just dove into the stats and the numbers, and you know they're just a sports nerd. Two two individuals that are educated on the product that they want to talk about, but two different worlds. And for somebody like Skip, who, who's sitting back just overly critiquing an athlete when, dude, you, you can't, you're not an athlete. And you, you're sitting there telling Shannon Sharp, a fucking Hall of Famer, that, you know, he's jealous of Tom Brady because Tom Brady played longer than you. And, and that's just got, shit like that. There's, there was a lot of takes like that on a regular basis between these two individuals that just was wearing the relationship so thin, so fucking thin. So the fact that they're breaking up, they're parting ways, not really fucking uh, uh, surprising. So we have that incident. That's one of many. But you could definitely hear the passion and the stress in Shannon Sharp's voice. And you got Skip Bayless on the other side of that conversation, just standing there like an arrogant cunt and just go, I said what I said, whatever. Fuck, man. He has a very punchable face. I'm sure he's a very nice person off the air and, you know, very intelligent. But that being said, he has a punchable face. Let's be honest. Okay. Maybe I do too. That's fine. But things really escalated. During the DeMar Hamlin scary incident, we all remember when he almost died on the field. 
And there was a lot of debate going around social media of why the fuck hasn't the NFL called this game? The dude's heart stopped on the field and they had to resuscitate him. Players were emotionally torn apart. When you watch that game and when everything stopped, guys were crying. It was a harsh reality smacking every single fucking player on that field in the face going, we could die. And when you looked at the hit on the replay, it wasn't like a super scary, intense hit. It was a fairly common-looking hit. So every one of those players was like, oh, my God. And then there were so many of us shouting from the rooftops via social media saying, why the hell hasn't the NFL canceled the game? You guys probably remember that. It was very dramatic. There was several of you that were for canceling the game. There was a lot of you going, what's the big fucking deal? Well, during that incident, Skip Bayless tweeted this out. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Now, he kind of added that at the end where he's just like, he's saying, how can you cancel it? But now, I guess in a sense, this is all irrelevant. It's the way he presented it. He should have taken a little bit more time and reworded that. I have an idea. I, I'm guessing what he's saying is there's a lot on the line. How can you, how can they, what, what's going to be the process of this? There's a lot of stuff to move around. But then at the end he goes, well, that all seems so irrelevant. It's like, you know, his life is more important. But he didn't say it. It's, it was poorly worded for somebody that's in media who, who, allegedly is so intelligent, a very, very piss poor written tweet, which is why you got to think before you tweet. Anyway, Shannon Sharp took the next day off because he was so upset because the way he interpreted that tweet was in a completely negative. Then the two individuals went at it the next day. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation of why I wasn't on air yesterday, and I won't get into speculation or conjecture or innuendo, but I will say this. In watching that game on Monday night, uh, what happened to DeMar Hamlin struck me a little different. Uh, as a brotherhood in the NFL, when injuries happen, when we know injuries are a part of the game, I've seen guys suffer ACLs and Achilles tear, but I've never seen anybody have to be revived and fight for their life on the field. So it struck me a little differently because I remember seeing my brother paralyzed on the field temporarily and he was able to regain focus. Um, Skip tweeted something. And although I disagree with the tweet uh, and, and uh, hopefully uh, Skip would take it down, but I didn't want it. Well, yep. Time out. Time out. I'm not going to take it down because okay. I stand by okay. what I tweeted. Skip, let me okay. finish. Let me, All right. Okay. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. Let's go, Jen. Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back, Skip. Well, I thought, Skip, just let me. I, I didn't I, know I, you I were going to bring no, up. No, it. I was just going to say, Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to get into a situation <sighs> where Demar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking about him and not get into okay. your not get into your uh, uh, your tweet. That's what I was going to do. But you can't even let me finish my opening monologue without you interrupting. Okay. I was under the impression you weren't going to bring this up because nobody here had a problem with no, that tweet. No. Clearly, the bosses wanted you to offer explanations. So clearly, somebody. No, they did not have. Nobody. Let's go, Jen. 
very dramatic moment between those two and really the tipping point for that show. And that's why ultimately that I think it was just glaring in their face that Shannon can't work with a guy like that. All Skip had to say in that moment was, you know what? I screwed up. I should have reworded it. I should have. And you know what? Let me take it down and just bite the bullet, embrace the fact that he screwed up, and then say, guys, this is what I, I was trying to, to say, but obviously I didn't good, do a good job. This is what is wrong with a lot of us, myself included. We don't like to admit when we're wrong. And really, that's all he had to do. But he's so stuck in his ways and so full of himself that he couldn't do it. And the way I look at this, I'm all for Shannon Sharp. Shannon, I'm with you, shoulder to shoulder. And I, I, I Skip screwed up. They had a good thing going. It was very popular. It was probably the best show on FS1 by far. And now what does FS1 have? Nothing. Nothing good, really. Sorry to say it. I know a lot of people that work over there. But, I mean, that being said, a, a lot of sports talk on TV is just trash anyway. It's hard to find something good w uh, on ESPN, let alone Fox Sports. Everybody's just trying to go way over the top. And, and let me tell you this. As somebody that's been behind the scenes with a good chunk of the people that you see on TV that are super popular, the way they are on camera is, is a character. And a lot of times they don't believe half the shit they say. Or if they do believe the shit that they say, it's even more troubling. Uh, basically what I'm saying is a lot of the individuals that are on the air, especially in TV, are frauds. They are. They're scumbags and uh, pieces of shit. I, I've told you that I've ran into individuals, and, and it's, it's in interesting when you run into people that are very high up. And when you are somebody that is, for 18 years, I was a producer slash on air. But ultimately, on my, my uh, signature on my email, it was producer, right? Behind the scenes guy. And it is amazing the people that treat you well and the people that treat you like shit. Somebody that is very popular, that treated me very well, despite the fact of my status. Peter King. Peter King, great guy. Funny. Didn't mind throwing down and having a conversation with anybody. By the way, if you ever run into him, he loves talking beer. And obviously, call, being from Colorado, here, me and myself, we got plenty to talk about because there's always good beer to talk about here in Colorado, which my neighbor Rob put on tap he made his own beer it's like a peach something delicious hammered like three of them the other night with him in his backyard great not overbearing not not something that you're sitting there going ooh 
yeah, you definitely taste this or you definitely taste this. It's a little harsh on one end or the other. Good. Very balanced. Makes me want to go, you know, sneak into his house and just get a growler going on. A growler is a is a large pitcher of booze. Not I'm not going to go take a dump because growler could be also used for taking a dump. <laughs> I'm gonna sneak into his house and take a dump. <laughs> anyway, Peter King, great guy, and and I will always I remember the people that were good, and I remember the people that are mean as fuck. Uh, Rich Eisen, asshole. Sorry. And maybe he doesn't realize it, but he treated me and other people behind the scenes like trash. Then as soon as somebody like, say, Mark Schlereth or Terrell Davis show up, he's super nice to them. And then he kind of changes how he's treating you, the behind the scenes people. Maybe that was an isolated multiple incidents. But the fact that it happened more than once, I can't give you a pass on that. And... If he ever hears this audio, that's fine. We all fuck up sometimes, and we're all assholes. We all have bad days sometimes. But when it's a, when it's a habit, you know, take a look at yourself. I get in bad moods all the time. I was in a bad mood right before I hit record on this. But then I just slammed some coffee, and then boom. You should never treat people differently just based on what their job is and kind of going back to skip he kind of has that same mentality while i haven't had much interactions with him he was always nice to me off air when i did interact with him very quiet and respectful but what he did on air is is kind of goes against what i know of him and 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 it it's a bad look, man. Who wants to work with Skip now? Now that being said, if you're an up and comer and you really want a a position on air, you're gonna do it, and you're gonna try to stand your ground like Shannon Sharp did. But eventually, you're gonna get to the point where if he doesn't change the way he he is, and realize, yeah, I have this persona on air of being, you know, I refuse to stand down. Uh, I will always stand by what I say, regardless, regardless if I'm right or wrong. Well, it's glaring that he made a mistake, but he refuses and he's ruining his credibility. His credibility is pretty much shot. You got to change that shit. We all fuck up. Don't act like you don't. If you screw up at your job and you sit there and stand your ground and be like, no, I refuse to admit that I screwed up. Like, dude, everybody knows you screwed up. Just admit it. No. Guess what? You're on a list. And that list is headlined with people we need to eventually get rid of. You're going to be on that list because nobody's going to want to work with you. You're not trustworthy anymore. And you're just not good to be around. You are a cancer. And we need to cut you out of the body that is this company. And that's what Skip is. And what Shannon did was just like, I don't need to deal with this shit anymore. Fuck that. Uh, 
FS1, you're not going to have my back? Whatever. I'm gone. Don't need to deal with this shit. And, and I guarantee you, Shannon's going to end up making a lot more money and go to a position where he's happier. He has his podcast. I believe he has a cognac or something like that. Shannon, send me some. <laughs> he doesn't. I have his number, but I, I, I don't have that good of a relationship with him. So I could call him and be like, hey, give me some cognac. He'll be like, yeah, just go down to the liquor store, buy it yourself. <laughs> now, that being said, if I ever came face to face with him, I don't mind talking to him. He's a good dude. He's a really, a, here's what's crazy too, guys. To kind of go back to what we were talking about, that a lot of sports shows have a former athlete paired with a lifelong media talking head. That's just the way they, they match them up. Uh, usually, oddly enough, the people that are more grounded are the ones that uh, have more success for the most part. That's the case. So when uh, you, know, you, you have a run-in with somebody, it's usually the, the athlete that's the nicest person on, on staff. It's bizarre. They're more respectful. Hmm, maybe it's because the, the idea that sports is based off of respect for the most part. Now, that being said, you are going to run into assholes that used to be players. Jose Canseco, kind of an asshole. Dealt with him a, a few times. There was something that happened in, in the news, and really, I call him up, and I'm like, hey, Jose, can we get you on with, I, I think it was Scott Hastings and Mike Evans here in Denver talking about blah, blah, blah. And he's all, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Uh, just so you know, it costs like $500 for a 10-minute interview. I'm like, no, we're good. <laughs> now he And he was kind of a dick about it, too. He's like, well, I don't need to go on your show. I'm like, fine, whatever. But that wasn't that bad. But, there's, but it's usually the people that are dicks or the media members. And I can't remember. There's this guy from fucking Boston, and I've had issues with people in, in Oakland where they're just major fucking dicks. Major dicks. And it was always funny, too, because I would I would tell the host, I'd be like, hey, we're, we're having some trouble getting on this individual. Why? Well, he's just an asshole. Just to be honest, like, the, he just, he's just a dick. And then eventually, like, I remember talking to Mike Evans about it, and he's like, I'm sorry you have to deal with that crap. Like, like years and years of dealing with this stuff, and it finally, I think, hit Mike of going, and he, maybe he witnessed it too, of just, man, there's just so many people that are assholes out there. And eventually you get exposed. Skip Bayless exposed himself as an asshole. And the fact that he won't go back and, and admit that he fucked up and he, and he held on to it, maybe he has, but the fact that he went publicly on the air and was just like, no, I'm not, not going to do that, right? And then he was being disrespectful to Shannon as Shannon's just trying to give his, his monologue, and he's talking about his brother and the scariness of seeing his brother who was temporarily paralyzed on the field and the emotions that that, that, that brought back to Shannon. And then he has the 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 fucking audacity to interrupt him. Fuck off, Skip. Fuck off. I mean, you've ruined yourself. I think the best thing for Skip Bayless 
is to disappear from media for like a year and then humbly come back, tail tucked between his legs, and, and admit that, that he was wrong. He was out of line. But good luck with that. Do you guys have individuals like that at your work? I've experienced it where uh, coworkers fuck up and they don't want to admit it. And it's like you're an asshole. Nobody wants to work with you. I used to be that way at, at times where I was just like I didn't want to. There was I when I first started in radio, especially because it was just the way it was organized. I was just so stressed out, and I was just a dick to people. And and eventually I got to the point where I, I was able to see it. It wasn't glaring at me like this is glaring at Skip Bayless. And then eventually I'm like, oh shit, I'm an asshole. I need to be better. And then, you know, here I am <laughs> working by myself. <laughs> I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on that. If you guys want to interact with me on the podcast, I love it when you do it. Send me an email to huffuncensored at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on my socials at dehuffpodcast. Uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to go on vacation, so I really I need your help, basically, is what I'm saying. So send me some random conversation points Do you want me to hit on that we can have fun with. I know this last part of the episode was a little bit more serious, but that's okay. We got to do that sometimes. It, but if you have something fun that you want to want to hit on and throw my way, go ahead and do so. Again, at DeHuff Podcast on socials or DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Month of May, knocked it out of the park. You guys are amazing. I love you guys so much. And I'm going through the numbers and sending them to my people. And I'm excited. I'm excited. You got to go check me out on Facebook, Uncensored. Or you can do the Huff Podcast. Just search those, and you'll find it. Make sure you you follow it, like it, whatever you you do. And I, I post a lot of videos on there from the podcast. Plus, I'll, I'll throw in movie clips and stuff that I just think are fun and and like to share. So, and uh, anyway, I just try to have a good time with that. If you're on Facebook, also on Twitter as well as Instagram, eh, kind of on TikTok, kind of, kind of. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. With Without you, I, I wouldn't be here, and I, I truly appreciate each and every one of you. So thanks for listening. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's DeHuff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.